begin several sessions now on 2 Timothy 2, 1 to 7. And it is a remarkable unit in several ways. The beginning part about grace and then the part about entrusting the gospel to faithful people. And then these three amazing images of what it costs us to do that. And then this verse that I want to focus on today, verse 7. So all these pieces together really are stunning, not only in what they teach us, particularly about uh, disciple-making and discipling, but also about how to read the Bible. Father, as we undertake now to understand your word and how the Bible teaches us to understand your word, grant us to understand, grant us to follow in the path of this text. So let's read it through and then focus on verse 7. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So you've got an issue of strengthening by grace, and then you've got an issue of uh, entrusting the message to faithful people. And now comes three descriptions of the kind of effort that goes into this. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ. So you got the soldier imagery. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete, here's the athlete imagery, now we have two, is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer. Get the third imagery. So soldier, athlete, farmer, we'll come back to all those in future sessions, who ought to have the first share of the crops. And now he pauses. That imagery is over. And look what he says. Think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything. So let's, I cannot overstate the impact that this verse has had for the last 50 years on the way I read the Bible. Think, think, think over what I say. The Lord will give, give, give. And I don't know if you feel what I feel when you put those together and how so many people consider these to be almost contradictory, almost ruling each other out like oil and water. And Paul insists that we keep them together. So let's ask, think over what? He says, what I say. What would that include? I think it would include everything he says, everything Paul ever wrote. He wants us to not just read casually and then shut the book like, okay, I've read it. No, pause. Think. Think about it. But he probably has more specifically in mind here, think over what I'm saying by soldier. Think over what I'm saying by athlete. Think over what I'm saying by farmer. Look at the particular pieces that I tell you about them and think over what it means to entrust the 
the message that I gave you, what you heard from me to faithful men. And think about this strength up here. Think about how strength comes from grace precisely to do this ministry, precisely at this price. Think, think, think. This is not just for pastors. This is what pastors do for a living, I think. (laughs) This is what we do all day Friday and Saturday. We think and we try to understand the big picture of text and put the pieces together. But this is for everybody. Think over what I say to you, the Lord will give you. So the first obvious point is think over what I say. So we are a thinking people. Christians think. They don't read the Bible, close the book, and pray. No. They open the Bible, read the Bible, pray, read, pray, read, pray, read, think, pray, think, pray, think, trust, because it says he'll give. The Lord will give you understanding in everything. So let's let's not be among the number who say, oh, I believe that God supernaturally imparts understanding to us on the first reading of Scripture. Or maybe you don't even need to read Scripture. Just go off in the woods by yourself and the Lord will do this giving. No, He won't. And He won't do it on the first reading either, usually. He can, but He usually doesn't because this is the way He usually does it. Think over what I say. Here's an analogy from Proverbs 2, 1 to 6. Same pattern of thought. See if you see what I see. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, receive treasure, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding. This would be think. If you call out for insight, raise your voice for understanding. Prayer. If you seek it, like silver. Search for it as for hidden treasure. More thinking, more digging. Like you dig for gold, you dig down there for treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. You will find the knowledge of God. And then this amazing statement, because the Lord gives the very wisdom that you were seeking. From his mouth come knowledge so all this earnest seek, seek, seek right here is followed by you will get it because the Lord gives, 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 gives. So there's the same pattern as back here in think over what I say for the Lord will give you understanding. So we don't Read the Bible, close the Bible, and pray for understanding. We read the Bible, leave it open, and pray for this miracle. And read some more, and pray some more. And read and study some more, and pray some more. And in that process, the Lord gives understanding in everything. It's, it's just like the Christian life. The horse is made ready for the day of battle. Victory belongs to the Lord. God never said, that may be an overstatement. God almost never said. (laughs) His ordinary way was to say to Israel, get up, get the battle ready, go out. I'm going to give you the victory. 
So the horse is made ready. This would be study, study, study. And the Lord gives the victory. Insight, insight, wisdom, power to preach what you've found through study and through prayer. Or here it is in the totality of the Christian life. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This is effort. Put sin to death. Read the scriptures. Fellowship with other believers. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For God is the one who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, when we come back here, the way to think about verse 7 is that in all of life and in studying the Bible in particular, um, we don't replace God by our efforts to think. Don't ever let anybody tell you, oh, you're, you're nullifying God. You're replacing God by your effort to think over text. No. And don't make the other mistake. Namely, we replace thinking because we have God as a giver. No, we're going to keep these together. And here's another thing we shouldn't say. Don't use the old adage, the Lord helps those who help themselves. That's a nice American adage. It's not a biblical one. This does not mean the Lord helps those who help themselves. And the reason it doesn't is because it gives the impression that this is done without relying on God. This is done without God's initiative. And what we saw right here was work out your salvation. So this is the study part. This is the effort part. For it is God who is working in you. He's not waiting to see if you work and then help those who help themselves. He's the one who's at work in you. So, may God give us grace as we look at the rest of this text to do this. We're going to think over what Paul said in all that he presented here. And the Lord, God willing, is going to give us understanding in everything.